Welcome back to the It's Not So Late Show. And today we are joined by Noah Dice. And you've probably seen him doing some cool looping stuff on TikTok. Noah, thank you so much for joining us here tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. And so the first question I got to ask you is, um, you're in college. So how did you get into doing the looping aspect of music? Um, it, it started kind of in high school. Um, uh, I've, I've been in a, a couple of different bands where we you know, play in the basement and do the talent shows at school and stuff like that. Um, and then all my musician friends kind of moved away um, and went off to college. Um, uh, so I was, went to a concert actually my, my senior year of high school and it was just one guy um, and a loop pedal. Um, and it was, it was really awesome. Um, I really loved it. I fell in love with it right there. Um, so I ended up uh, buying a loop pedal um, and it was, it allowed me to kind of still get that full band sound, um, by myself. So kind of started my senior year of high school. That's sweet. So for people who are listening, who may not be familiar with the music terminology, will you be, can you explain a little bit about what is looping? What is a looping pedal and how does it work? Yeah. Um, so live looping is basically, um, uh, it's done in a couple of different ways. I actually don't use a pedal anymore, um, but it's easier to explain through a pedal. So basically, um, I have my instruments running through this uh, foot pedal that I click a button on. Um, and when I click the button, it records whatever instrument I'm playing. Um, and then I click another button and tell it to stop recording. And then the pedal itself takes that recording and plays it over and over again in a loop. Um, so this allows me to play like four chords on a guitar, hit record, hit stop, and then it'll keep playing those four chords. Um, and then I can jump on the bass and jump on the drums and then pretty soon I have a full band sound um, through this loop pedal. Um, I actually use a software now that allows me to do a little bit more um, than a loop pedal does, um, but it works essentially the same way. So what does your software allow you to, what does it allow you to do that a looper machine or looper pedal doesn't? Yeah, so uh, the software I use is called Zen Audio ALK. I mean, it basically just allows me to design everything beforehand um, with a loop pedal. Um, say I play a four measure guitar riff. The next recording that I make has to be four measures. Um, so if I wanna add just like a simple uh, like tambourine, I have to do that for four measures. And then the same is true um, for like bass or drums. It all has to be the same um, length in terms of how long the song is. Um, and the loop pedal actually allows me to uh, be a little bit more free with that. So I can do a, a four measure guitar uh, chord progression. And then I can add like a, a measure drum thing. Um, I can just do a quick like a count of a, a drum, uh, of a, a pad, a synth pad, um, and it'll keep looping it. Um, yeah, and it, it, allows, um, it allows a lot more freedom and, uh, in terms of what songs I'm able to play, um, because with a loop pedal, if, if the song changes chords between like the verse, the chorus, the bridge, then I can't do that song. Or, or I have to stop the loop pedal um, and just play it on my own because if the chords change, I can't change um, the loop. With a software, I can actually record the verse, the chorus, and then design it to come in and out when I want it to, wow. um, which is really awesome because it allows me to do a lot more songs. Um, than I could with just a loop pedal. 
So is this something you can do live? Um, I know you saw, said you saw a guy with the looping pedal, but is it possible to use your interface, your, you know, your computer to do a live if someone wanted a song that does have that change in progression? Is that something that can be done? Yes, actually, um, I've never, uh, so I've done a ton of live shows with a actual physical loop pedal. Um, and actually one of the main driving forces of me switching from a loop pedal to a software was uh, the pandemic. Um, my school shut down um, and I had all my gear at school um, and I, I actually shut down over spring break. So I was at home uh, on vacation basically for spring break and only brought like five pairs of clothes and my laptop. Um, and so then they shut down and I wasn't able to get any of my music gear uh, for probably like two or three months. Um, and I didn't have my loop pedal. So I was looking for ways, um, cause I had a few things at home. I had like an electric guitar and a few things that I didn't bring to college. Um, so I was looking for a way to loop without a pedal. Um, and that's what brought it up. But actually, um, there's a, a big event, uh, this Friday at my college, um, that I'm performing at. So it'll be the first time I'll ever have performed with this software. Um, and I had to spend probably three hours trying to figure out how to get uh, the software to be um, projected live. Because right. um, the big thing um, with this software that I use is I play to a click track or a metronome. Because um, when I'm switching between instruments, it just allows me to stay in time so much easier. Um, and I had a really hard time figuring out how to get the metronome in just my in-ears and not oh, yeah. in yep. the house. Um, and so I had to spend quite a bit of time figuring that out. Uh, but I think I got it figured out. So, uh, yes, it is something you can do live. Uh, but, yeah. So when you started out this looping endeavor, because I know you make music as well, and I do want to talk about that next, um, mm -hmm. but I don't want to, I want to also continue this, is when you started this looping, you know, how did you learn it? Because I know I have a looping machine. I use the RC30. There's no tutorials on there on how to mm -hmm. do it. Like, I mean, there's tutorials on what the buttons do. This is start, this is stop, double click this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's nobody that shows you how to do it. And most people don't realize that it's, it's a lot more difficult to do than you think um, <laughs> and make it sound good. So what, what I guess maybe like, what was the first song you learned or how did you teach yourself? Um, you know, I don't think I, I ever learned like a, a, a song, the first song. I, don't, I, I think I just played a bunch of chords and then practiced soloing. A, a big, a big benefit of a loop pedal is just learning how to solo and stuff um, and being able to play by yourself. Um, so I think that's probably how I learned initially um, is I practice so many times just trying to get that four chord chord progression to loop properly um and knowing when to play um and when to hit the the start and the stop button so that it loops correctly um i'm actually a drummer um so that's like what i started on that's um kind of my main instrument uh the one that i'm i'd say i'm best at um so that definitely helped i would say i had a a, a sense of time um, if that makes any sense. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of how I, I got started. And I would say practice with the metronome, but with most loop pedals, uh, they get off by like a millisecond or a couple milliseconds every, every time it goes around. So you can't actually play mm -hmm. with a physical loop pedal and a metronome because usually after 
you know, two minutes, the loop will be completely off of the track. Not because you've played out of time, just because right. the nature of the actual physical loop pedal is not as precise as a metronome is. But practicing with a metronome without a loop pedal will definitely help that. Interesting. So I see you post these videos on TikTok. So what is your, I guess, creative process like? Because you have fantastic audio. So I, I'm guessing you're recording, you're doing some sort of editing. You're not, I, I highly doubt you're just plugging right into the phone. Um, so what is your process like to make a TikTok? Uh, quite extensive. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm really excited um, to be graduating. And uh, I'm actually getting married well, uh, in a couple of months. And thank you. And uh, we're renting a house. So I'll have my own studio space, which will be super nice. Because right now, um, I haul all my gear across campus to, um, which I'm super blessed that my school has a really state-of-the-art uh, recording studio and live room. Wow. Um, so we have like the drum set and all the guitars and instruments you see me play are usually uh, the schools. Um, sometimes I'll bring my own, but usually it's the schools. Um, but I do have to basically tear down the room, set it up to what um, I, the, like the configuration that works for me. Um, I have an audio interface uh, that I run everything into. I run that into my looping software. Um, and then I run usually uh, an overhead mic for the drums, a kick mic for the drums, and then I'll do uh, some sort of either electric or acoustic guitar and then bass. Um, and then I also have uh, that big MIDI keyboard that you see in all my videos that um, can run synths, strings, uh, you know, electronic drums, uh, triggers, um, stuff like that. Um, so that's usually the process. Um, and then I'll, I'll try to design the actual loop um, before I even go there. Um, so with my looping software, I can actually open up a project and basically say, this is the tempo, this is the instruments I want. Um, and then I have like, it's like a little pen tool um, that I can draw. This is where I want this instrument to start recording. This is where I want it to loop and for how long. And I can change that and I can choose that for each instrument. So um, I'll design the actual loop um, beforehand and then just go there and practice. Um, and then I hit record um, on my phone. Um, and yeah, then I export the audio from the looping software and sync it with the video. Um, and yeah, then it's, that's basically it. That is one heck of a process. So how long would you <laughs> say that would take, you think? Maybe like the in-studio time, you know, because obviously I'm pre-setting everything. That takes a long time. But what would you say like when you're like, you know, between like when you're hitting record and when you get a TikTok posted, how long would you say that that time is? Um, I usually don't. I had someone comment on one of my videos saying like, hey, you should post bloopers or whatever. Um, and I was like, that'd be funny, but I don't have any because I don't actually hit record. I usually practice for right. hundreds of times before I actually hit record. Um, so I would say each cover probably um, just just the recording process, probably two hours, um, which isn't, it's it used to be a lot more, um, but between setup, teardown, um, editing and posting, it, it's a lot more, but I would say just the musical part, probably two hours per video. Wow, that's only, you should make a TikTok, explain how long it makes you take, make a TikTok because that's a cool story. Um, cause I don't think people realize what goes into it, you know, cause you have such clean sound and you gotta mic up all those instruments. You gotta practice it, you gotta record it. You gotta hope the system actually listens to you. There's so much that goes into it. Um, what would you say sure. the, the most difficult song to, that you've had to cover and which one's been, I guess maybe the easiest or one that like 
if you were to do live, that would be like your go-to because you have it mastered. Um, honestly, the same uh, the, the same song comes to mind for both of those. Um, mm -hmm. I'm actually performing uh, Hall of Fame by the script this Friday. Um, and that's probably one of the hardest ones I've done just because I don't play piano really. I kind of, I, I play piano, but um, uh, so learning that piano part was definitely pretty hard. Anything that involves like a super complex keys part is because uh, I'm not a keys player. I can, I'm a percussionist. So I know piano because we have to learn marimba and xylophone, um, which is basically a keyboard that you hit with sticks. Um, so I know like chords and stuff, but I'm definitely not proficient in keys. So anything with keys is definitely um, hard and anything with like a, a cool drum groove and just some guitars, probably my wheelhouse because that's what I'm most comfortable on. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now I want to talk about your music, right? Because aside of doing looping, um, I, mm -hmm. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Do you loop like your own music? Do you make like, is your own music done also with looping or is it more so just like acoustic? Uh, yeah, so I would say there's really no connection between the two. Um, I started making music before I started looping. Right. Um, uh, yeah, and for a while I was like, uh, all my songs were like, yes, it's me playing every instrument and that's super cool, which it is cool. Um, but as I've, as I've gotten older and more experienced, I've, I've learned to appreciate other people's opinions and other people's input and other musicians actually helping with the process. And I think my music has gotten better because of that. Um, but yeah, uh, just songwriting. And um, I have several good friends who either own studios or um, I have a, we have an on-campus recording studio here at college um, and a full-time sound engineer that I'm uh, good friends with. Um, so we're actually recording a song together right now. Um, so between that, um, I sometimes will go into a studio and work with an audio engineer. Um, the last two songs that I've released, I've actually fully produced myself. So um, recorded them and mass mixed and mastered them myself, um, which is really cool. But uh, a big goal of mine this year has been to release uh, six songs every other month. Um, wow. And between, not not six songs every month six songs total spaced out every other month um, oh, they meant every other month you're dropping six i'm like wow like, no, wow that's no a there's lot. no way i could do that oh, um, but even with that it's just um i didn't want to lower the quality of the songs to keep pushing out more so um being able to work with more people and not have to rely on myself to produce every single one has been um really relieving and, and fun honestly Right. So what type of, um, so for people who may be new to your music, what type of music do you make? What type of sound maybe like what type of other bands would you say you're in the realm of uh, just to give people a feel of what type of music you produce? Yeah, I would say definitely in that pop, like singer songwriter vibe. Um, but I've got some songs that I'm working on that are kind of out of the box, um, different from what I am, but the ones that I have now definitely have like a, uh, a, a travel travel vibe um like uh, encouraging people to travel and live life to the fullest i have a couple you know love songs uh and, and stuff like that um and i have some new stuff coming out that's very 
one of the songs that we'll be dropping in a couple of weeks is uh, I'm collabing with a producer um, and it's very like EDM, mm. uh, really, really upbeat, uh, fun electronic music, that song. Um, and then this other one that I'm working on, which will probably drop sometime in the summer. Uh, I've, it's got uh, trumpet, it's mm. got trombone, saxophone. Um, so it's, it's definitely a different vibe. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of in that phase where I'm, I'm figuring out what, what my sound is and experimenting with a bunch of stuff, um, seeing what sticks, but, um, yeah, it's been fun. What's your process? Like what's your song writing and creating process? Like, are you one of those people that has, you know, an instrument of choice, what's a guitar or piano or whatever. And you like find the progression or you're just walking around. You're like, Oh my God, idea. You, you whip out your phone and then you get to the <laughs> home and then you're like, okay, I have the lyrics now. I need to like put the like instruments to it. How do you, uh, produce music in that regard? I, I would say it's, it's different every time. Um, I feel like I've said this several times, but um, some songs I've written just come out in one night and it's like a whole song. Other songs, it's like painful and like <laughs> three months trying to finish it. Um, uh, so I have a different process for every time, but I usually start with a, a chord progression on the guitar um, and then uh, come up with a, a theme or, or uh, an idea that I want to write about. Um, whatever that topic is. Um, and then uh, kind of just start humming and, and coming up with melodies. Um, and kind of similar to what I was saying with my earlier music was just me playing all the instruments, me writing all the stuff. Um, and I've definitely started adding more musicians and having other people play stuff. And the same is true with songwriting. I've definitely learn the value of like co-writing um, and getting other other people's inputs. And um, so I have several people that I send songs to and I'm just like, hey, what do you think of this? What would you change? Um, and it's it's very valuable um, input. Sometimes I don't use it, sometimes I do, um, but just hearing other musicians um, inputs and other songwriters inputs, it's been very valuable um, in the whole songwriting process. So speaking of like hearing other inputs and in comparison, do you have any like musicians that inspire you or, um, you know, or that maybe even inspired you to get into like the writing process or like their sound that you like? Yeah. Um, I would say I talk about this with my, my friends a lot, but I don't have like a, a favorite song or like a favorite artist because it changes all the time as new music releases. But um definitely people like Ed Sheeran um, is a big, uh, especially for like looping. Um, yeah, I, was, I got to see him live uh, back in 2018 um, and just seeing him sell out a whole stadium with just him and his guitar. Um, so I would say he's definitely in his sound is kind of a big inspiration. He doesn't um, have and, a band with him. He It's all him. Yep. It's Does just him and his band? acoustic guitar. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. I never knew that. Yep it's it's pretty incredible what what he's able to do um and it's it's not even him like switching instruments like me it's he's on his acoustic guitar making all the sounds and everything That's impressive. Um, obviously he has an advanced audio team making things sound way better than i know how to do but um it was pretty cool just to see him you when you think big pop stars like justin bieber and taylor swift you think like big light show dancers and a full band and 
this whole production, it was literally just him in a sweatshirt and jeans and a tiny little guitar. And he sold out an entire stadium. Um, so he's definitely a big uh, inspiration of mine. And uh, a lot of smaller artists that most people wouldn't know, like Sean McConnell, um, I've been listening to a lot. Um, and uh, Need to Breathe, love them. Uh, yeah, those are just some ones that I'm thinking of on the top of my head, but so many different inspirations. And, and as I've been experimenting with different sounds, I've been taking like pieces and elements that I hear. I was like, oh, that's, a, that's awesome. I should try something like that. Um, so definitely a wide variety of influences. That's awesome. So I like to ask people this question about like goals in the future. It's, it's, it's not going to be easy to answer because it's, it's, you know, it's the future. Um, what would you mm -hmm. say, like, where do you see yourself in like five, 10, 15 years from now? Um, well, I would say my long-term goal is definitely to be able to do this full-time and make a, a livable income full-time. Um, and I don't know if that, that's what that looks like in terms of time, whether that's, you know, in the next year, the next two years, the next five, 10 years. Um, but that's definitely the long-term goal. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't see myself stopping doing this, um, for any reason, even if it doesn't make me money just cause I love, love doing it. Um, and right now I'm, I said, I'm graduating college, um, in a couple of weeks. So. I'm looking for jobs, I'm getting ready to get married. Um, so yeah, uh, right now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of trying to figure all that out. Um, I, I would say a goal in the next year of mine is to make enough to make this uh, pay for itself. Um, so right now I have a couple of different streams of income. I get paid from TikTok, I get paid from YouTube. Um, from Spotify, Apple Music, all that. Um, and right now it's like enough to to cover like gas and, yeah. you know, like my subscriptions to, you know, Amazon and and Spotify, um, which is, it's awesome. I get to make, you know, a hundred bucks a month from TikTok videos, which is, which is crazy. Um, I say this on social media a lot. It's never been more realistic to want to chase like a, this thing of being a full-time musician than it is right now like 10 years ago if you wanted to make music and for a living you had to be signed to a record label because they were the only ones who could record and release music um in on cds and on radio um and now anyone with connection to the internet and a laptop can make a charting single and make a full-time living um, so it's never been more realistic um, to have that goal than it is today. Um, and I, I don't see that changing. I see it actually growing. Um, and I'm excited about that. Um, cause uh, it's, it's not easier, I wouldn't say, but there's more opportunity for sure. Right. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is like that, for example, what you and I are doing, right? Like with this pandemic, the great thing it's done is it's made these digital sources more accessible. It's made it's made networking easier. It's made accessibility like exactly that. A dream is like now achievable, right? Like for, you know, ten years ago, if we wanted to do music full time, like if you if you were to tell it ten years ago, me like, oh, you're gonna be making on this thing called Spotify. You know, you're gonna be doing like virtual shows, virtual shows. What you what you know what I mean? And that's so true mm -hmm. that um that that goal though i like that so like what is it about music that moves you like what what do you love about making music i know it's a, it's an unusual question 
Um, I would say, I don't know, it's an outlet for sure. Just like, I don't know, people express themselves in different ways. And I don't even know if that's the right wording to say, but um, and a simple example is like, if I'm frustrated about something or um, I have a, an outlet, I can, can write a song about it or I can put my headphones on and go bang on the drums for two hours. And it's a stress reliever, it's an outlet. Um, it's a way of telling stories. Um, particularly like songwriting um, and writing my own music. That's that's a big thing, especially with like my major um, as a digital media production major. Um, storytelling is something they teach in everything everything we do. Um, and it's no different for songs. You're telling a story. Um, and I, I love telling stories and uh, making, if I've said this a couple of times, but it's like, there's something special about having like a song uh, to, to relate to when you're going through something, um, whether good or bad, um, there's something really special about that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a, an answer, not answer, but it's oh, a, a great answer actually. And um, I want to talk about what inspired uh, your choice of the major that you did, you know, you coming like, you know, as a senior in high school, going into you know, like freshman in college, you know, did you know going into it, that's the major you wanted or throughout your college process, you it kind of came to you by maybe like a class or a professor or a friend? Um, I took a couple of, it was like uh, called audio visual classes in high school. Um, and love the teacher, love doing stuff with him. Um, so I think that's what initially made me think of it. And I, I love movies. Um, so and I think part of me was like, I'm going to be a Hollywood film director. So I'm going to go to uh, film school because um, most of what I do is centered around filming stuff and uh, videography and storytelling in that aspect. Um, I would say if I could go back, I would definitely uh, change my major. Um, I, my university actually this just past year hired this uh, full-time sound engineer that I was talking about. Um, and she's, um, she's really good at what she does. And she's kind of building out a audio program right now. Um, so she's kind of teaching some classes now, but she's looking in the next couple of years to launch like a, a full degree of like audio engineering. Um, and just like stuff in the music industry. Um, so I would say I would probably do that if I were to do it over again. Um, not that I haven't enjoyed what I have been doing, but I think everyone, when they go to college, they kind of, as the years go by, you, you figure out what you like, what you don't like. Um, yeah, but that's, that's, my uh, that's awesome. So you're talking about movies, I guess uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, what's your favorite movie <laughs> or TV show? Um, Oof. Um, <laughs> in terms of just like pure enjoyment and like fandom, I would say like Marvel. I'm oh, a huge yeah. Marvel fan. So I love the whole MCU um, in terms of just like high quality films, like Oscar stuff. I would probably say like Get Out or Inception, movies like that. I'm really big fan of Christopher Nolan. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge like Star Wars, Marvel, comic book guy. So I love all those, I love those. those nerd movies. 
Oh, those are fun movies, though. They keep getting better. <laughs> but as technology gets on, the Star Wars pretty soon is gonna be like in 4D. You're gonna have like you're gonna have like the Star Wars character like walking around your dorm room, like shooting each other, like as you're wearing like you know <laughs> glasses. So that wouldn't be for sure. Crazy. That um, would be sick. Yeah, it would be. So like for people getting started, because I know a lot of people who listen to my podcast are people who might be interested in getting mu- started in music. So where do you recommend someone begin uh, in the music industry? Uh, it's kind of a, the first thing I think of is just to start. Um, I think that's just the hardest part is just so many people get fixated on, you know, creating the perfect cover or creating the, writing the perfect song or making sure the song is mixed perfectly. Um, and, uh, I heard this story on a video one time where it was like, um, there was an art class and the art class was split into two groups. The first group was told that they would be graded on how many pots they created throughout the semester. So they their, their whole goal was to create as many as they could, as fast as they could. Um, and the other group was told that they would be graded on one single pot. Um, and so they had to spend the whole time perfecting that one pot. Um, and at the end of the semester, the the group who made as many as they could as fast as they could ended up producing a better final product than the one who fixated on just the one because the group who did uh, as many as they could learned through the process. They grew and as they did it more and more, they got better at it. Um, they learned the techniques. Um, and I would say the same is true with any aspect of life, especially the, the music industry is don't get so caught up in making sure the one cover is perfect because you'll learn as you go. Um, so yeah, it's you just gotta get into it and start. Um, and the biggest thing that I've found, um, there's strategies for each platform you use and each um, avenue you try to go down. But I think something that's consistent across all of them is just consistency. Yeah. Um, if you wanna make it in any area, you have to be consistent. Um, whether that's posting content or writing music, releasing music, um, consistency. So yeah, those are my two, two pieces um, that I think I've, I've found over doing this over the last couple of years. I like that. I can agree with you on um, both of them, especially consistency is it's consistency is sometimes our worst nightmare because it's painful, <laughs> right? You do two hours to make a video and then you're like, oh, wow. Okay. It's now 9 PM. Oh, that's right. I have to record one for tomorrow. You know, you're like, <laughs> Ah, but it's so true though. Consistency, like, especially in like this digital age, you know, it's like they want to see you every day, which is awesome. You know, I think it's great Mm -hmm. that technology, we can reach, you know, all these new people. Now, has that opened up some doors to his TikTok and things like that opened up some new creative opportunities for you? For sure. Yeah. Um, I've been able to talk to collab and songwrite and uh, do all kinds of things with other artists, uh, musicians that probably never would have uh, opened a, a message from me mm-hmm. otherwise. Um, and yet yeah, I actually got to join, um, it's called the TikTok Creator Marketplace right now. Oh yeah. Um, and it's basically where uh, companies and brands can join this huge marketplace and they can literally go on the backside of TikTok and type in like, I'm looking for uh, someone in this niche, uh, who's this age, who has this many followers, this many likes and this many videos and TikTok will show them all the creators that are in that 
um, and then they'll reach out to them um, and uh, whether it be, uh, you know, sponsor them for this or that or pay them to promote their product. Um, so I got to join that earlier uh, this year um, and have had conversations with a couple of different brands and companies that never would have happened without TikTok, which is insane because I feel like TikTok had this, still kind of does, um, but way less so this like perception of that cringe dance mm -hmm. dancing app. Oh. Um, and now I think it's one of the most powerful social media platforms out there, especially mm -hmm. for musicians. Um, because uh, when people ask me like, what's, what, what can I be doing uh, to grow or to, to be successful in the music industry? It's like, you gotta be on TikTok it's because not. there is no other platform out there that people scroll through with the sound on intentionally right like you don't scroll through tiktok with the sound off because it doesn't make sense half the tiktoks are sound like they're revolved around sound and as a musician trying to sell audio what better platform like instagram definitely has audio features but not all people scroll through that with the sound on so right. i think tiktok is was overlooked for a very long time um, and now even the music industry is starting to catch on with how powerful the platform is. And you can tell that just by looking at the Grammys this past year and all the top charting songs mm -hmm. came from TikTok um, or at least blew up on TikTok. Um, so, yeah. I think you're right. I think people under, I think it has a bad like rep. Yeah, I tell people I do TikTok, you know, and they're, and they're like, oh, so I have to be like, oh yeah, I do social media influence. You're like, oh, that's cool. You know, because if I say I'm a TikToker, they give me that look like, really? And they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, like, I'm like that's good. But it is, it's a fantastic networking tool because I've noticed that like Instagram, a lot of people have people running their Instagrams for them. Like, but on TikTok, I've noticed when people are joining, I'd say nine out of 10, they're running their accounts. So you get access directly to the creators, like in the comments, mm -hmm. you know, that's what I do is I look through the comments. I see someone like, they respond it's awesome because you know, like that you get i've got us as well like great deals and like that i would never i joined tiktok literally as a joke you know because like I'm yeah, just, you you at one point your friends like join us you're like oh come on now you know you're like yeah. oh, let's see what happens let's see what happens and you're like wow it works you know and then you're telling your yeah. friends hey you should join tiktok and they're giving you the same thing that you gave them like the hmm i'm doubtful yeah. you know yeah, i've definitely noticed that like just with like even non-music related just like seeing like brands are now on TikTok, like commenting, like uh, engaging wow. with people, uh, which I think is super awesome when creators and big brands can like actually engage with people. Yeah, and like it's a marketing tool. I just think a lot of people just don't realize that, you know, who are mm -hmm. not, but it's fantastic. And I would like highly recommend it. Um, and uh, I, I want to say thank you too for joining me today. And uh, are you, would you be able to like perform a song or two? You know, is that possible? Yeah, yeah, I got, uh, uh, I, I mentioned uh, a cover of Hall of Fame by the script that I think is pretty awesome that I could uh, throw together here. That'd be awesome. I appreciate it. Uh, and where can people find you, Noah? Like where, if people here are unfamiliar with uh, Noah Deese and your music, where can they find you? Yeah, I'm on uh, almost every social media platform. Uh, just search Noah Deist, D-E-I-S-T, um, as well. Same, same on Spotify, Apple Music, all that. Um, so, yeah. That's awesome. And do you have a, I like, I always end on this. Do you have a favorite quote or uh, just a word of advice that you want to end the show with? I think I would just reference back to that uh, little story I was telling 
about uh, the art class and making the pots, just uh, learning as you go um, versus being obsessive over one thing and never being able to get past it. Um, so I think that's probably my biggest advice and probably the biggest thing that I've learned just over the last year um, is letting go of some of those little things so that you can grow. Well, thank you. Now we get to enjoy Noah Dice performing the Hall of Fame by the scripts. Thank you so much for joining me today, Noah. Yeah, thank you.